Hello, and welcome to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf, brought to you by the Whole Food Health Coach LLC, where we make your goals our goals, and you're never alone on your wellness journey. Experience the information, inspiration, and collaboration of our Coach in Your Corner partnership. My name is Stephanie Wolf. I'm a National Board Certified Health and Wellness Coach and proud owner of the Whole Food Health Coach, now in its ninth year and five-time winner of Best of Gwinnett Award in Endocrinology, Diabetes, and Metabolism Practices. Rachel, Sherry, and I invite you to visit WholeFoodHealthCoach.com to set up your 60-minute healthy living assessment. Our award-winning three-phase program is changing lives. WorkWell is brought to you weekly and is dedicated to your personal and professional health and wellness. I offer examples from my own life, health, marriage, family, and business. I share my research, my opinion, and my faith designed to bring you compelling content, engaging challenges, and practical body, soul, and spirit support on your wellness journey. Work Well comes to you from my personal desire to live long and strong with passion and purpose, die of old age, and help others to do the same. Now from living rooms to boardrooms, via Business Radio X, you're listening to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf. Let's do this. All right, I always start out with a funny story. So this one is called Wet Floor. A police officer is calling into his precinct with the, from the scene of a suspected homicide. Hello, Sarge? Yes, We have a situation here, Sarge. A woman has shot her husband dead for stepping on the floor she had just mopped. Okay, well, have you arrested the woman? No, sir. The floor is still wet. All right. Well, as you know, most of us um, that have been listening to this podcast know that every week I seek to offer you inspiration and information, and I encourage you to challenge yourself, change something, improve something, let go of something, pick up something, start something, restart something, or at least begin a healthy self-dialogue to excite and generate movement towards your healthier future. And that's what we're doing today. So we have spent the whole year working on ourselves and And from the beginning, we started with new beginnings, and we had a whole theme on becoming a better you. And then in February, we went to Heart Health, March. It was the marvelous marriage marathon month with my husband, Jack. And April, we did a spring clean of ourselves and our family, our community. And in May, it's all Women's Health Month. So this month has been pretty exciting for me. There's been a lot of guests, and today is no different. So We have Jennifer Wilmoth with us, and I'm excited because Jennifer and I met over a networking group, and I'm not much on networking, and so sometimes I'm very picky about where I go with my time just because of that. So Jennifer, welcome in the studio today. I'm glad to have you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was great to get seated right next to you, and we yeah. both share so many things in common. I know. It was a, it was a kinship right from the very beginning. It, it was, was wonderful. We just yeah. couldn't stop talking, even no. though there was all this going on around us. And it was very um, clear to me that we had a lot to talk about. So yes, we made absolutely. more time together, and it was great to come to your, um, your offices and center. Mm-hmm. I just loved the environment there. I've got to tell you, it was just so warm and welcoming. And it didn't feel 
clinical, I suppose, you know, but um, anyway, yeah. we're going to talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But Jennifer is the founder, CEO of Thrive Forward Therapy. That just sounds like that's where anybody needs to be. You know, yeah. I'm all about forward movement. So um, it's a counseling group in Swanee, and she developed the practice from a desire to offer a welcoming place, and I just said it was, um, for people to move forward from any circumstance and find new ways to thrive in their life. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So that's exactly, you know, just like you said, I really wanted a welcoming place because when hard things are happening or when we just want to be the best version of ourselves, we want a welcoming place to do that. And so that's exactly what we created with Thrive Forward Therapy. Um, and we have a group of therapists and we cover all kinds of different uh, areas of concern that people might want to grow a little bit more in, you know, including relationships. Um, sometimes when you're going through those teen years, those are really difficult. And so we offer, you know, teen counseling, kid counseling, um, you know, marriage counseling. So really, if there's something going on, we've got it covered and we've got a great place for you to, to move on and to kind of be the best version of yourself and really thrive. I love that. All right. So uh, Jennifer is a licensed marriage and family therapist with over a decade of experience. She completed her Bachelor of Arts degree in psychology from Southern Wesleyan University and completed her master's in family therapy degree from Mercer University School of Medicine. She is trained in two of the most researched couples therapies. Uh, emotionally focused therapy and Gottman level one and two, as well as prepare and rich to help couples and families um, have a great relationship at any stage or every stage. So Jennifer has worked exclusively in the areas of relationship conflict, affair recovery, anxiety, depression with leadership, teens, children, young adults and new moms and many more, as she's mentioned. Um, she's also experienced in working with leaders and entrepreneurs, including celebrities and professional athletes, as well as C-level executives and small business owners. She knows unique the, the unique concerns and challenges entrepreneurs and their families may experience. I'm so excited to spend t this time with you, Jennifer. She lives in Swanee, so close by here in Gwinnett County, uh, if you're listening from Georgia. And I'm sure you've got your um, virtual sessions and things that you can set up with anybody anywhere in the country. Is that right, Jennifer? Yeah, so we offer uh, virtual sessions to people uh, that live in Georgia and in Florida. Um, okay. So both of those. So states. you have your license in Georgia in and Florida. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah. All right. So you love to travel with your family, writing, nature, and time with friends, which mm -hmm. we're going to talk about today. And you yeah. just came here from, you said school's out and you just came here from... Yes. Yeah. So um, I just came here from field day with my son. It's a bunch of five-year-olds just running around and, you know, doing all the things and water's flying everywhere. So yeah, the school just got out for my daughter. So yeah, the kids are excited. And this is kind of like the first day that summer really hits. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. And uh, do you have plans for this summer, things that you're going to do as a family, I'm sure? Yeah, we've got some vacations planned. Uh, we've got some things, you know, kind of surprises for the kids. Uh, we started doing surprise things, you know, kind of through the go COVID time. And we've just kind of continued that because the kids love it. So we're giving them hints of where we're going this summer, but they don't quite know yet. So it's a surprise. That's awesome. Yeah. Good for them. Well, today we're going to be talking about building beautiful relationships. And um, I thought I'd start with a little funny story that I wrote a while back called Wonder Woman. 
She's five foot seven, weighs 120 pounds, and never gains an ounce no matter what she eats. She has beautifully styled, long, naturally curly hair. She is the high fashion woman of the year. Her clothes are always clean and ironed, ready to be donned at a moment's notice. She needs no glasses and very little makeup. She is voted the most likely to marry a millionaire in high school and did, was a straight A student, class president, captain of the cheerleading squad, and the debate queen. She is every teacher's pet, every woman's best friend, and every man's wildest dream, and every child's fondest memory. She wakes early in the morning to have her quiet time with the father, eats nothing but nutritionally wholesome foods, drinks nothing but water, and is not even tempted by chocolate. She jogs five miles a day and teaches aerobics twice a week just before lunch at the club. Her house is the newest of decor, color, and furnishings. She lives in a home that never leaks, with a husband that never yells, children that are never disobedient, and a dog that never barks. She drives a car that never breaks down and has friends that never quarrel. Her neighbors rise up and call her blessed. She is never late and never forgets anything. She doesn't cry, pry, or lie. There's no gossip on her lips and no excess weight on her hips. She is neither a nag nor a bag, doesn't complain, and is always content, forgives and forgets, goes the extra mile, lives life to its fullest, and has the patience of Job. She always knows just what to say and when to say it, always knows what not to say and how to contain it. She oozes the fruits of the Spirit. She is faster than a speeding bullet, more powerful than a locomotive, and able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Would the real Wonder Woman please stand up? Well, I wrote that one years and years ago um, with a series that I did called The Recipe for Beauty. And even though, you know, I was reading it kind of tongue in cheek and kind of remembering it for myself, it made me smile. But I think the more I read it, the more ridiculous, obviously, this woman became. Mm -hmm. And, uh, And yet, a lot of times that figment of our imagination is something that we try to live up to. And how does that affect us? I mean, that can't be good, right? So, because that woman... Wonder Woman only exists in, you know, uh, televisions and, you know, movies or comic books, right? And yet somehow we think we need to measure up to that. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, a lot of women, right, want all of those things that you just listed out. And and I think it creates kind of a dialogue in our minds of we should, right? Mm-hmm. The should. Uh, I should be this. I should be that. And when those don't actually play out, then what do we do to ourselves? Well, we should have done that. What's wrong with me? I should have been able to do that. Um, and, you know, if you do that a little bit, you know, not not that big of a deal. But if that is day in, day out, that really creates this inner dialogue um, that really kind of can bring us down. It affects how we behave, how we interact with people, um, how confident we are. Exactly. And that affects all relationships, not just the way we see ourselves, but the way we see life and our mate or, you know, our kids and those kind of things. I used to say we should all over ourselves sometimes. <laughs> we really know, do. Just, <laughs> because, because it's something that we just feel like we can't control. We've got this image and we just try to live up to that image. I used to say, I am woman. I am invincible. I'm exhausted. <laughs> just trying to be all that, I think, you know, is really exhausting. So I'm sure that our listeners feel that way too. And 
you know, those instead of um, really just being free of those expectations and um, and free of the need to be perfect, the perfection that we see in that little silly story, um, instead of just being the terrific person that we are, the terrific woman that we are, so striving for excellence and maybe just accepting who we are and enjoying that or loving that part of us, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And when we can do that, that's really where we can shine in our relationships. And and you know just kind of inner you know how we think about ourselves um so we can when we can accept the things that we can't be um and that's okay i mean that's really where the beauty is I love that because we're talking about beauty, and so that's the big important part of that. I just um, finished, uh, well, it's kind of late in the year, but my birthday is next month, so I just finished my wellness vision um, board, and I was doing some things. I like more words than pictures to me, but Mm -hmm. um, being empowered and loving my lady parts and Mm -hmm. being, you know, sharing my voice. I am her voice. Um, Reinvention. Giving is the cornerstone for success. You know, all of these things that I want to see in my life or in my future or be able to give to others, I've got to feel like you mentioned the word confident mm-hmm. and in the fact that there's something I have to offer. I don't have to have it all together to offer anything to, you know, my family or those people that are most important to me, I suppose. And so yeah. I don't know if it comes with age. What what changes, I guess, over time that a woman maybe starts thinking a little less about the external things and starts thinking about those internal things. Yeah, I mean, I think age probably does play a little bit of a role, but I think vulnerability is a big piece of it, too. Mm-hmm. When can we just let ourselves be vulnerable, be known and know others? Um, and, you know, a lot of times that's hard, you know, in the young adult years. And as we get a little older, we realize vulnerability really um, is kind of a beautiful thing, even though it's not perfect. Um, but, yeah, I think I think it all plays a role. I think the word vulnerability scares people. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard. Well, and it, it's kind of opening up some areas where we just really don't want everybody to see into that, you yeah. know, maybe area that's not quite so perfect. It's not quite yeah. so put together. We want to look like Wonder Woman on the outside, even though on the inside we're yeah. struggling or we're, we're aching or hurting. There's pain there. Yeah. And that's where you come in, because mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we can handle just so much yeah. and we can carry just so much. And then we've got to have somebody help us to see what we're not seeing. Yeah. Is that part of what you do? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's kind of looking at who who are we really and is it okay? And yes, it's okay. Yeah, um, cool. You know, and that's really what therapy is about. It gives you a place to uh, really open up and share some of those things. People tell me all the time, I've never said this to anyone. Mm. And how much relief they feel when they do say it out loud. Um, and it's never as hard as they think that it actually would. But then that really kind of is, um, creates a bridge for them being able to tell a friend that being able to tell a spouse that, you know, and just other people in their life. Um, and it creates more vulnerability. It creates better relationships. Yes. And that makes sense too, because, you know, we used to think about our, you know, girlfriends, the best friend that knows everything, you know, Mm -hmm. um, um, and actually I had a really dear friend from Indiana before we moved here to Georgia in 87. And I thought I was leaving my world behind because I was like, she knows everything about me and I know everything about her and then moving away. And we still like this morning got a text from her um, today. And, you know, we kind of go back and forth a little bit, but it's not like having someone right there with you. But our friends can only do so much, too. And that's why therapy can really open up doors that just your normal girl talk and friends 
uh, don't just don't have that. And not whether they have the credentials for it, but it's really hard as a friend to say, you know, tell me more about that or let me, you know, let's look at that a little differently or, mm-hmm. you know, any of those. It's hard for me as a coach sometimes not to go into coach mode with my girlfriends, but mm-hmm. um, but they're not looking for that. And when I, But when I can't come to you, I'm looking for that. And so it just opens up a lot more options um, when someone will sit there with you and allow you to hold space for them and allow them to be who they really are and just really kind of, like you said, be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I work with a lot of like new moms where the main inner dialogue is I'm, I'm not a good mom. I'm not a good mom. Um, and that, you know, I hear that a lot, but I also like with young, uh, you know, uh, uh, women and men and, you know, as they're moving kind of into that launch phase, I don't know if I can do it. I mean, I might fail. There's so many inner dialogues that we have, um, you know, and then kind of later in life, what is it going to be like when the kids move out and it's just us and we're just looking at, you know, just us and, uh, you know, all of those kind of things. There's so many things that we say internally that we don't really voice externally. Um, and they really change who we are, how, how we show up with people. They do indeed. They do indeed. Well, looking and feeling good, I think, from the inside out and building these beautiful relationships that we're talking about, like I said, it's pretty much, it's got to start with me. It's got to start with how I feel about myself and loving myself and caring about myself. And, you know, the term self-care, you know, pops up everywhere now. And uh, I, of course, (laughs) use it a lot myself. Um, But it's more than just pampering ourselves. Um, Self-care is more holistic than that. It's Mm -hmm. it's kind of looking at yourself, body, soul, and spirit, you know, your emotional health and your mental health and adopting those healthy lifestyle habits. And, um, you know, I I was uh, looking for correlations actually between our physical health, since that's my world, and uh, for the most part, and then um, how it parallels with our mental health. And I saw that six out of every 10 live with at least one chronic disease, such as heart disease, cancer, stroke, or diabetes, according to CDC. Four in 10 people have two or more of those conditions, and these diseases are responsible for seven out of 10 deaths in the United States. And we know that those diseases are largely preventable. So I was looking at the research from Harvard School of Public Health and the CDC, putting those together, um, and there are two long-term population studies and then some several follow-up studies that have found that people who practice five specific lifestyle habits dramatically reduce their health risk um, of heart disease and cancer compared to those who did neither of those things. And um, it won't come to anyone's surprise that these five um, lifestyle habits are first eating a diet high in fruits and vegetables, whole grains, and unsaturated fatty acids, and then low in red meat and processed meats, sugary drinks, trans fats, and sodium. That's one. Second is getting at least three and a half hours of moderate to vigorous physical exercise or physical activity each week. And that amounts to about 30 minutes every day. And then maintaining a healthy body um, mass index, the BMI, important. And then drinking only moderate amounts of alcohol, no more than one drink a day for women and two drinks a day for men and not smoking. But the other side of this, it says that if somebody does all five habits, and and we'll just I'm going to separate it into men and women now since this is women's health and next month 
month is men's health, uh, that if um, the research had found that practicing all five habits from age 50 onward extended life by more than a decade compared to those who did none of them. So women who didn't adopt any of the habits lived on average to be age 79, while those that did all five lived to be 93. That's quite a difference. Uh And for men, it was, um, if they didn't do any of the habits, they um, lived to be 75 on average, while those who did uh, the five lived to be nearly 88. So there's a lot to be said for that. But self-care habits that foster a healthy body are you know, good place to start, like we're talking about. But one thing scientists have proven is that the mind and body are intrinsically um, linked together. So the thoughts and emotions influence health in so many ways. So not just, you know, when you and I were talking about healthy foods and how it affects our, you know, mental health too, there's so much more to be said on this topic. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, there definitely is. Um, you know, it's all kind of linked, right? Our, our body is not separate from our mind and our mind is not separate from our body and they impact each other and how we think about things really impacts what kind of foods we eat, how much of it that we eat, uh, what kind of activity that we have, how we interact with people or do we isolate? Um, so we can't separate these, right? They're all um, interconnected. And the better we feel mentally, the better we feel physically, but the better we feel physically, it does affect, you know, how good we feel mentally. So um, research also said that the link between an upbeat mental state and improved health included lower blood pressure, reduced risk of heart disease, healthier weight, better blood sugar levels, and a longer life. Um, What studies can't tell us is whether the positive emotions lead to better health or whether the healthy, positive emotions lead uh, the opposite direction. You know, being healthy causes the positive uh, emotions, or whether the positive emotions cause you to be more healthy. Mm-hmm. And um, But I'd say it's both and. You know, they go hand in hand, just like you said, the mind and the body. You can't separate one from the other. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think it goes hand in hand um, because I think they impact each other. So it depends on the day. It depends on the situation Mm. um, on, you know, which is impacting. But we do know there's a lot to be said for movement, right? Activity, um, how that increases different endorphins in our brain and how it um, changes the outlook that we have. Uh, you know, on our life. Uh, So people that have movement and exercise, then they're getting kind of what we call those endorphins that kind of boost our mood. And if our our mood is boosted, then we do a lot of different things, you know, throughout the day that we wouldn't otherwise. That's good. I worked out this morning, even though I was thinking I've got so much to do today, but (laughs) I always think I need to work out more and harder Mm -hmm. when I've got more to do uh, during the day too. So I think there's, um, it's neat. I, I have this shirt that I have on today. It's work toward being the healthiest you you know Mm -hmm. it's not being healthier than someone else or it's not being better than someone else or you know living up to that wonder woman uh, that we talked about earlier it's really about being your best best self so if I came to you and said that's what I want to do I want to work on me and you know so I can become my best self Mm -hmm. what what does that mean I mean like even our audience may go well I don't I wouldn't even know what I would ask Jennifer if I was to go in and talk to you about it what does that look like 
Yeah. So we, you know, a lot of people come in and say that we, I just want to be the best version of me. Mm. Um, and we usually start with more of a, a kind of getting background, getting history, uh, what we call an assessment. So we're kind of looking at what kind of brought you to this point in your life mm. and where are you at currently? Where do you want to get to? And then we put together a plan to help you to reach those goals. And everyone's plan is customized, tailored to them. It all looks different. You know, it could be individual therapy. It could be family therapy. Therapy. It could be therapy, you know, with with friends or you know anyone, any relationship in your life can include uh, therapy to kind of make it better um, or change, you know, different things that people, um, you know, habits throughout the day, different way they talk to themselves, think about things. Uh, so th- therapy can be used for so many different things. You know, really just getting from point A to point B, and we oh, develop good. a plan. And like you said, being vulnerable and just kind of putting it out there, you know, Mm -hmm. so for during that uh, time with you. And it's always a workup, right? I mean, you know, when you first walk in, you just met your therapist. So it's hard to be vulnerable at the beginning. Um, But usually it takes people about three or so sessions and it's okay to be nervous. You know, Mm. a lot of people are uncertain about what this is going to be like when they they walk in and sit down. And we know that and we try to, you know, make jokes and like just keep it as light as possible so that, you know, we kind of meet them where they're at. But then when they're ready to get a little vulnerable, we can also do that. Um, so I think, it, you know, in some ways it feels like sitting down with a friend, but it's a trained friend that can take you all kinds of different places that you would want to get to, um, you know, kind of in your life and relationships um, or just different habits. I like that because I think building that rapport is really what's most important. And let's say somebody has been to a therapist in the past and they didn't really see mm-hmm. the benefit that they had hoped to see or it didn't they didn't really click. What would you tell them to do? Yeah. So we hear that a lot. You know, not every therapist is a good fit for every client. Okay. Um, We usually start with what didn't work. You know, we don't want to recreate, you know, an experience that wasn't good for you. Uh, So what didn't work and how can we develop a completely different plan? We're trained in all kinds of different modalities uh, so that we can really tailor it to the person. Uh, And some therapists do that and some, you know, therapists maybe don't. And so we really want that to be a tailored experience. So if something didn't work before, we're not going to do it again. Okay. Okay. like that. So I want to talk about resilience because um, in a part of this research and some of the stuff that I've been looking at, um, people who are emotionally well have fewer negative emotions overall and that they're more able to bounce back from difficulties and faster. Um, Also, this quality, the resilience that I'm talking about, is not just something that we have or don't have, right? That there's a way to develop and improve um, and even maintain more of a healthy level of resilience. So how do people, you know, like bounce back? I mean, things happen, right? And some people bounce back, I guess, easier than others. But what would what does that feel like? Or what can you tell us about that? Yeah, so a lot of times it's um, how how much adversity have we already experienced mm-hmm. and how much, um, you know, kind of coping strategies have we developed in the midst of that. So sometimes people have really great coping strategies and they've never really had, you know, really difficult um, adversity. Sometimes people have had really difficult adversity and they don't haven't really figured out some good coping strategies for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, that's something that anyone can build up at any age. You know, it doesn't, you know, even if, you know, you're kind of in the later years of life, I mean, anyone can develop some of those coping strategies. And those look specifically different for everyone. So I feel like a lot of times people are talking about, well, do I just deep breathe? I feel like people talk about that all the time. <laughs> yeah, I would say, guilty. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. I feel like that works for some people. Mm-hmm. I feel like it doesn't work for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have plenty of people that, you know, they're like, I'm, I've already tried the deep breathing thing. It's not working for me. I'm like, there's plenty of other things that we can try, uh, you know, and, and when adversity comes, because it's going to come for everyone. Um, you can tailor whatever coping strategy that you have already to see if that works. And when it, you know, if it doesn't, um, you can always add more to it. And that's, you know, really what therapy helps you to do. I like that. And the fact that it's tailored to the individual too, there's no cookie cutter or anything. Mm-hmm. We're all very uniquely made and we've all experienced so much different you know, things in our past or present that we're trying to deal with or the fears of the future, mm-hmm. you know, some things being, uh, you know, uh, the un- insecurities come from the unknown, you know, what ifs, mm-hmm. <laughs> I call them. Mm-hmm. So I think holding on to more positive emotions, you know, finding ways to build those positive emotions. And like you said, the tools that we all need um, to learn. One of those that I encourage is, at least in my own self too, is um, looking for the good mm-hmm. in things. I, I feel like I'm able to find it if I actually am looking for it. But I also feel like the opposite is true. So if I'm always expecting, you know, negative or something is not going to work out, um, then I can find that too. So yes. Yeah. I mean, I definitely think that what we're looking for is what we're going to find. You know, Mm -hmm. that's a a common thing, you know, that is psychology, you know, kind of has always talked about and researched. And um, so when we look for the positive, we're going to find the positive and we're going to hold on to that more. And that's going to help us, you know, to kind of feel like I can do this. I can get through this. Um, This isn't, you know, something that's going to completely derail me. I can, I can, I can stand up, do it another day. I can get through it somehow. I like that um, mantra too, I think, because there's so many more um, positives really than negatives. But if I'm, if my focus is on the negative, then the peripheral becomes, you know, the positives that are out there and vice versa. So uh, like the more that I focus on you, I can see the room and the business radio X signs and the timer and all that. But, um, but it's still there. It doesn't go away. You know, I'm not ignoring, you know, the existence of the negatives. But I'm focused on the positive and just the gratitude and some of the, you know, gratitude journals and things like that, that I'm, I think, you know, are just kind of in the, in, you know, general, I suppose, um, you know, yeah, the deep breathing and gratitude journal and thing, mm-hmm. but, uh, and that's kind of my world, your world is more you know, let's look at this a little more. Let's unpack some more of it and let's Mm -hmm. get to um, the future and see what we can build together. And, um, but I'm sure there's other things that you want to tell us about what you do and how you do it. So I don't want to just lead you with questions, but is there something in particular that um, you can tell us about Thrive Forward therapy that is unique and what makes it different and special and, um, and why should I call you? Why should we um, book an appointment? Yeah, you know, so the moment that someone calls Thrive Forward, they speak with a therapist. Um, So, you know, you're getting kind of right in there of what's going on. You're able to talk with a therapist, kind of feel... Uh, you know, kind of get a sense of, is this going to be a good fit for me? Mm-hmm. Um, we have, you know, like I said, we have multiple therapists that work with a lot of different areas. So we're going to put you and match you with a therapist that is specifically trained in that area that you're looking for. Um, and you can really easily move right into that process. Um, so it starts with just a 10 minute uh, consultation over phone. Like I said, that's right with a therapist. Mm-hmm. And then you can schedule directly with them. You could be coming into um, the office 
you know, in the same uh, week, you know, or the next week and kind of get started on goals. So I think that's a little bit different. You know, we have availability right away. Um, You talk directly to a therapist and it's a comfortable, uh, welcoming environment, you know, kind of all throughout the process. Uh, We're trained in a lot of different modalities. So we really can meet you wherever you're at. If you're wanting some more coping strategies, we can meet you there. You know, a lot of uh, teens and, and little ones are feeling a lot of anxiety, uh, and there's a lot of uh, different things that we can do there. We have a specific play space uh, for little ones that they absolutely love. It has superheroes and dollhouses and uh, just all kinds of different art that they can uh, do. So there's really, you know, something for any, everyone at any age, you know, in our office. Uh, we can meet them where they're at. We can also go a little deeper. So if someone has had a traumatic experience, we can really help them through that process. Uh, We're trained in uh, trauma models. And so if that's the thing that's keeping people stuck, we can really help them to move on, you know, through that and develop some different coping strategies, but also heal what happened in the past as well. Okay. So one thing that comes to my mind when you said, um, or in your bio, it was talking about entrepreneurial challenges and, Mm -hmm. you know, conflicts and some things that, um, and, and of course I work with companies and corporations. And so what does that look, what are you saying there as far as entrepreneurial issues or challenges and things like that? And how do you help? Yeah, so we do work with a lot of leaders. Um, You know, this is in the corporate world, but, you know, honestly, also in the ministry world, uh, we work with a lot of uh, celebrities, professional athletes. And so I think that it just kind of takes understanding that world a little bit more of some of the things that can be a part of that. You know, one piece is that they're kind of in the public eye, right? And um, that comes with its challenges sometimes. So if there's something that's going on and they're having a difficult time really trying to get to the other side of that, um, they need someone that kind of understands that a little bit more um, and can provide the different services that's needed. Um, so we, uh, you know, provide a service where if they maybe can't get away from uh, the office or they, you know, need the privacy of someone coming to a specific you know, area to meet with them, we provide that. So we have a concierge service that we can go and we can do that. Um, And it's, you know, therapy uh, kind of uh, more conveniently for them. And so that's just our nod to saying we understand what that population kind of faces and the kind of privacy that they need. Mm. Um, as well. And we can work with entrepreneurs, leaders um, in all those different facets, you know, that I said, sometimes it's more business related, sometimes it's more family related, um, just having great, beautiful relationships um, all the way around. And, you know, we can meet them in, in whatever aspect that is. Okay, I like that. So women in general, you know, are trying to carry so much these days. And most families um, are two income households. And so mom's working mm-hmm. as well at outside the home as much as inside the home and then the expectations of that home and the children and all it's hard for them to even feel like they could find the time to come and see you or you know it's like I don't have time to take care of me maybe when the kids are grown and out of the school or out of school and on their own that you know I can work on me then what Mm -hmm. do you say to that yeah I would say you know I, I work with a lot of moms that have kids you know all the things happening and we we jump on a virtual session and they're able to do their therapy 
while things are still happening, right? So they maybe get them set up with some crowns or, you know, doing something and then they can um, go into another room and do a session. Um, So as long as the kids are taken care of, we can, you know, those virtual sessions are a really great option for that. Um, so yeah, we can, we can do therapy even with all the life things happening. All right. So (laughs) encourage a a mom that's saying, yeah, that's me. Mm -hmm. Um, But you know, what do you have for me now? Like on this particular podcast, what can you say to her? She's feeling completely overwhelmed, trying to be beautiful, trying to be successful, trying to bring money into the household, trying to raise kids that, you know, survive the the world that we live in and everything. What do you have to say to her? Yeah, I would say um, it's really easy to lose your identity and yourself in the midst of all of that kind of swirling around. Um, so take care of yourself. You know, that moms, that that's kind of one of the first things to go for a lot of the moms that I work with is, you know, oh, I haven't really taken care of myself. The kids are taken care of, you know, husband's taken care of, the friends are taken care of, you know, but then, you know, they forget about themselves. And so um, I would say, you know, do the best you can. But then at the end of the day, remind yourself you did the best you can. You're not going to be perfect. And what can you do in the next day that takes care of yourself and, you know, all the things that you have to do around you? I like that because I think um, sometimes we forget about ourselves. It's the old put the oxygen mask on yourself first before you can help, you know, your loved one. But I think that, you know, that's really good advice and taking time for yourself. You can have so much more to give to those that we love and that we care about, right? It's really one of the best things we can do for our children. Oh, thank you. That's absolutely true. So we've just given you all permission to call Thrive Forward (laughs) Therapy and make your appointment. But I'm saying, you know, like um, developing a sense of, you know, purpose and meaning and the success and some of the things that we were talking about, too. A lot of times it goes back to, at least in my coaching practice and probably in yours, those core values, the things that are really important. We focus so much attention on laundry or what needs to be done, the external things, um, you know, how we live our life, what we eat, you know, our weight issues or any of those kind of things. And I think it goes back to, you know, core values, what is really important to you and your own success as a woman. And you're, and then, then of course your success in marriage or family or, you know, business and that kind of thing. Um, so my clean concepts course and individual coaching tries to lay a foundation of that. And when it comes to core values, that's kind of, it's kind of the drive shaft between, you know, what is happening outside and what is happening inside. So, um, you know, that care and that self care, I can tell whether or not someone is, cares about themselves mm-hmm. um, by how they have chosen that place you know they're they're where do they fit in all these other things that need to be done how do you tell a person um, that's sitting across from from you knowing in your mind they need more than just this one session they mm-hmm. they really are dealing with stuff and um, they're going to need more and um, you know because they don't feel the purpose they don't feel you know, successful, they're not doing everything right, but they're doing all the, mo- they're going through the motions, doing mm-hmm. everything that has to be done, the things that are screaming loud. Um, so how do you convince them that this is worth their investment? 
Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we really talk about where do they want to get to. If they were to picture themselves, you know, where they ultimately want to be, what does that picture look like? What are they doing? How are they thinking? Who are they around? You know, what what is the dream for them? What is the hope for them? Um, and I think once people really start to think in that way, I know for myself, it's like, well, I, I definitely want to get there. You know, that's exactly where I want to be. Um, and then creating that, that could be a reality. That could be mm-hmm. realistic. So let's de- develop a plan together to help you to get there. Um, you know, so, and I think it's not just a plan that we develop. It's very collaborative in that of what, how do they see themselves getting there? What are some things that they feel like are stepping are sitting in the way? What are the obstacles? Um, and sometimes, you know, that is a variety of things. And so we have a plan in place where we can get there. I, I see people's face just light up when they think it, okay, this really could be a possibility. It's Mm -hmm. not something that I just have to dream about the rest of my life. I really can have those relationships that I've always imagined that I've always wanted. Uh, I really can't be the person that I hoped that I could be internally. Um, That's a big deal. Well, I know that, um, positive psychology and in my world of coaching helps to paint that picture for them and to see them, you know, seeing themselves in the future three months down the road or, you know, Mm -hmm. however. So I love hearing that from you because I think there's a lot of barriers to that. You know, people just don't think it's possible. I don't see this ever changing or, you know, or maybe I see it changing, like I said, when the kids are grown and gone and, you know, I can focus on me and those kinds of things. But I loved your answer for that. And um, I want you to be able to share just any final thoughts or um, takeaways that you would like to tell um, the Work Well with Stephanie Wolf whole um, audience that's listening to us today. So any takeaways for them? Yeah, you know, I would say that, it, you know, whatever you want to get to, it is possible. Uh, therapy can definitely help you with that. There's a lot of other things that, you know, can help you with that um, as well. But, we, you know, we want to stay kind of an option for if you feel like you've tried a few things or maybe therapy wasn't a good experience, you know, we'd want, we don't want to recreate that. And we want to build on some of the things that maybe you've already tried. Having beautiful relationships really makes a big difference in life. Um, you know, so I love part of the job, you know, that I love is that I get to see people go from, I'm not at the place I want to be. And here's where I want to get to and see that process and, and that progress, you know, to, to reach that. And then they get to that spot and we're starting to taper down sessions and they've, if they've really reached that, they have better relationships. They're able to be a little bit more vulnerable, um, and they're saying, "I never thought I could get here, but I'm here." Yeah, and that is so can, rewarding. Yes. Yeah, I oh. love hearing that. Um, specifically in working, you know, with re- relationships, you know, I work with affair uh, couples, and that is really quite the transformation. Um, seeing couples going from "I don't know if we can stay together" to "This is um, this is a completely different relationship. I never could have imagined it." You know working with teens or women, um, new moms. I love working with new moms too. It's quite the transformation. I love that. Thank you so much for that. Well, I, I have a program called man up, um, coming up for men's health month for a couple other corporations. And, um, the one, one little thing that I wrote, um, says therapy is not the worst thing that's ever, that could ever happen to you. And I Mm -hmm. think sometimes, you know, there's such a stigma that can be on, you know, on those kinds of things. And that for, is frustrating in a way because why wouldn't I want to be my very best version of myself? Mm-hmm. And um, and that's kind of why I wanted to make sure that we had that opportunity to have you on the show uh, today, Jennifer. And you've been a real delight. And I'm super 
super grateful to have, you know, our relationship. I can refer to you. You can refer to yes. me and someone who, you know, the physical side and weight or any of those kind of things. And there's certainly plenty of people I can refer to you as well. Mm-hmm. I try and stay in my scope of practice and make sure that I've got some really good um, relationships built myself so that I can refer someone where they need to be so that they can get where they want to go. Like you're going to help yeah. take them there. So, Absolutely. all right. So in closing, uh, you know, I know we've shared a lot of different things, but we want you to know that we really care about you. So if you're listening either today live or, you know, sometime in the very near future or in the far, far future to this podcast, somebody cares about you. And um, we want you to know that we certainly do and that we're here for you. So I wanted to just um, remind you of that. And in our world, Sometimes we get very busy and we don't focus on what we need to do for ourselves. And I know Jennifer is saying that Thrive Forward Therapy is there for you and Whole Food Health Coach um, and our team is also there for you. So you've been listening to Work Well with Stephanie Wolf, brought to you by the Whole Food Health Coach, LLC. And today I've been with uh, Jennifer Whitworth, and I've been excited to hear about Thrive Forward Therapy, and I hope you have as well. We are there for you, and uh, we hope to make your goals our goals, and make sure you're never alone on your wellness journey. So information about our corporate wellness programs, virtual classes, or our individual coaching programs, go to wholefoodhealthcoach.com. Our coaching is available virtually anywhere in the country. I'm Stephanie Wolf, wishing you well personally and professionally. We'll see you next week live or on your favorite podcast channel. Until then, choose life. Choose life.